We can do it right now. I, I, I might do a couple. I was laying downstairs. on the floor. Like, <laughs> after it was over, oh, oh, oh. I was like that on yeah, the floor. Awesome. It was awesome. Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast. A conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Effort of Community Church, it is great to be with you once again for our weekly podcast. I am Matt Swords, Discipleship Pastor at ECC, excited to be joined by Mike Wanger. Hello. Mike, it is great to have you here once again. It's been a while since it you've been It has been on. a while. Yeah. So, welcome. Super um, excited. Many of you watching may already know who Mike is. He and Lauren Patches are directing, uh, Mike Wanger and Lauren Patches are directing our Thrive Counseling Center, which mm-hmm. is starting to, um, you know, to take shape, you know, little by little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this year we'll, we'll have it fully fleshed out here coming up. Before we get that to that, though, my, one thing that many people might not know about Mike Wanger is that you are like hugely into CrossFit. <laughs> and Mike was just telling me awful. Uh, how awful the workout it was, was this morning. So, Mike, why don't you tell tell us all, how, uh, how it It was went. awful. I was laying on the floor after it was done. It's uh, Luke Weaver, if you knew who Luke Weaver was. Mm-hmm. It was his idea. And so it was every minute on the minute. Um, you did five burpees. And then you did as many thrusters as you could till the next minute you did another five burpees and then another thrusters until you reached 100 thrusters yep. total. And a thruster is? A thruster is you grab the barbell, you squat with it, and then you put it overhead. Okay. So And it just it just really takes your wind. So it just destroyed you. It just destroys me. I was laying on the floor going, oh, oh Lord, give me my breath back. <laughs> so it was pretty intense. Sounds yeah. wonderful. It was wonderful. And you do this at ungodly hours of the day. Yep. Start at uh, 5 a.m., 5 to 6, Man. and then uh, go home, eat. Of course, shower and then get here. Yeah. So start at seven here. Yeah, we really appreciate the showering part of that uh, that's, that, routine. Yeah. Clients do too. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Uh, anybody watching, if they'd love to start doing CrossFit with you guys, there's probably like, all this CrossFit gyms all over the oh, place. Oh, there but, is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for that little tidbit of information yeah. about you. Uh, what about some updates on Thrive Counseling? Where are things at with that? You know, just give us a little update there. Yeah. So Lauren and I are uh, seeing some clients uh, as we can, and uh, we. Uh, are excited because this week uh, we finally uh, have approval and we have a uh, a builder that is going to be doing the uh, construction piece. Uh, so we have um, somebody that's going to be coming in and starting work very soon on uh, probably even this week to start uh, remodeling uh, the house uh, that's on our property into the counseling center. So we're going to have six nice. counseling rooms in there mm-hmm. um, and uh, a conference room. And um, yeah, it's, it's, we're really excited about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, excited to uh, start meeting with people and doing some prayer ministry in there as well. We're going to have going on there, do some conferences, and who knows what else we'll have down the road, but we have some ideas. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for that update. Yeah. Do you have an idea, like, if construction starts here, maybe you already said it, yeah. like, what's the timeline? You know, Yeah, what so expect? Uh, we're hoping to be in the house by June. Okay. Um, so that's what we're hoping. Yeah. Um, so furniture has to be ordered, and, you know, that can take a little sure. bit of time, but, yeah. 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 Got it. 
Cool. Hey, so what we like to do here on the podcast each week is to follow up from the service uh, previous. And we uh, were privileged to host Dr. Mike Hutchings with us this past weekend who uh, brought another message similar to what he did in the fall where he talked about uh, healing from trauma. Uh, The title of his message was Out of Psalm 23, uh, He Restores My Soul. Um, The the passage, I just want to read it here because it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul and he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so that was the the core scripture that supported the message this this past weekend. And how God wants to restore people's soul. And everybody has has gone through some type of trauma in their life. Yeah, There's yeah. some level of uh, restoration to the soul that people need to experience. God's heart is 100% to provide that restoration. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the, the, the core of the message this weekend. It was awesome. And one other cool thing about what Mike brought for us as a congregation, as a body, was um, a day seminar on how to yeah. pray and minister to people through uh, trauma uh, restoration prayers, right? Uh, so trauma healing ministry training. Um, and that was on Saturday. We had about 100 people yeah. register for that. Yeah, and Mike, so, you were part of that. So exactly. why don't you just fill us in, you know, those who were not there, what what did the day entail? You know, what were some thoughts that you were left with after it was done? Yeah, it was a, it was a great day. Uh, Mike laid out his eight-step prayer model for the uh, praying with somebody with PTSD symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great because he, he started out with giving a foundation of what is PTSD, what is post-traumatic stress disorder, um, and what are some of the uh, symptoms of it and the effects, and um, which is, is helpful. I mean, for me, you know, just going to grad school and learning the effects of it, uh, uh, to hear it explained again to people, I think it's really healthy because sometimes it's like, what's wrong with me? Why? Why am I feeling this or that? And it's often PTSD that's causing those. I like the fact too at this seminar we you know he talked about shame is a big problem with PTSD and carrying shame and uh, survivor's guilt is another mm. thing or even shame of if there was any kind of trauma from sexual abuse physical verbal abuse um, that people can carry shame I should have done something I sure. should have said something why didn't I act or you know um, and so they carry that shame with them which can be very destructive mm-hmm. um, Mike didn't say this uh, but I think I've heard him before say this that little traumas eventually add up to big traumas yeah, like a snowball too. going down a hill mm-hmm. um, and so uh, I think he did a really good job of um, just exploring the aspects of trauma, but then also uh, how do we address it? How do we come at it, especially as believers in Christ? Um, Dr. Rob Palmer, who is my supervisor right now, was sharing with me that um, so often we want to, people want to come in to a therapy session or even talk to us as Christians and want to share their story about their trauma. And while it's important for them to own the story rather than the story owning them, Mm -hmm. Dr. Palmer was sharing that we don't need to know all the gritty details. Um, And I thought this was fascinating. And as Dr. Rob shared this, he shared that as you have somebody say, you know, about the gritty details, you're actually breathing new life into that trauma, Mm. where instead, let's come against it and um, 
let's talk about how you survived it and what God's done through it. Dr. Mike brought that up on Saturday. Yeah, you're saying yeah. that's what, okay. He brought that's that awesome. up too. Yeah. Like, let's not breathe new life into it. Let's let's talk about victory and new being a new creation in Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. Right? I think a lot of, you know, just thinking from the therapy aspect, uh, in the past, therapy used to really be about um, dissecting all that and having you go back and live those memories and regurgitate those things. Um, but they're finding that that's not really helpful to people. Yeah. And so a lot of theory, theories that are coming out here is more solution-focused, mm. uh, where let's look at what is working. Instead of focusing on the problem, let's focus on the solution, yeah. which is very, uh, I, I feel like Christian-minded, where let's look at, look at you are a new creation in Christ. So let's not, the old is gone, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I love how Mike brought that out in the seminar as that's, well. That's really awesome. So um, you said eight steps to the prayer model, mm-hmm. and those watching may not have have been a part of that so not to put you on the spot but do you recall any that could you know like the first couple steps that people are like man i wish i knew what the eight like eight steps that could be yeah. overwhelming i hope i don't yeah. get them out of order i hope i get them all you right, know like what are right. some things that we can help people understand because we're all going to find ourselves in conversations right. where you know we can't always just refer to mike wenger uh sure. to, to solve sure. the problem yeah. uh whether it's something going on at the workplace or in the family so are there any like real quick like so to speak cpr training like here do these three things until we can get them from point a to somewhere yeah yeah i think the first thing he really talked about is introduction like getting to know the person um getting to know what is the presenting problem what 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 has happened in their life hearing the story again you don't need to know the the gritty details um and asking for permission to um to to pray uh, I thought that's really important too. Like, may I pray for you? If you're going to lay hands on somebody, you ask permission. May I lay hands on you? Because if you're dealing with PTSD trauma, yeah. so laying hands on somebody could actually trigger or get them even uh, right. more heightened. It's not beneficial. Right. Always. Uh, the other thing I really liked, he, he says, when you're in the prayer time, one of the steps is cancel. Uh, was another where we're canceling the work of the enemy. We're canceling his uh, robbing somebody of their sleep, mm-hmm. or robbing them of their um, their uh, their joys and their dreams. Um, in fact, a lot of people that are in the trauma, that's their normal, mm-hmm. where they think this is where I'm going to be now. Wow, um, and so. The, but the devil's robbing them. The verses, and it's one of my favorite verses, John ten ten. The enemy mm-hmm. comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so these people, that's where they live. But we want to take them to a place of, we want to cancel that enemy's um, plan for their life, cancel that out in Jesus' name, and instead encourage them to live in Jesus, which he gives life more abundantly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that was just a couple of the steps, but yeah. there's there's much more there. Yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, I love that. And um, Brooks was another key speaker from the service this past weekend, a gentleman that Mike brought with him to share on his personal journey yeah. through yeah. Um, dealing with trauma and being healed and, and, and Mike's prayer with him and, and just what that resulted in. Um, and obviously, if you haven't watched it, go back, watch the live stream. You know, the message Mike brought, the testimony from Brooks, it's just like off the charts powerful. Um, and, and one of the th- parts that Brooks talked about was a friend calling him like, not even 10 days or so after right. Brooks himself right. got free from this traumatic oppression uh, that a friend that he served in the military with called him, 
saying he was going to take his life. And Brooks, in his testimony, said, like, I didn't know the prayer model. I wasn't equipped with all these things. I'm only 10 days myself. So what did he do? He shared a story, and this man who was intending to take his life isn't going to. He didn't, which is an amazing story. Something I want to draw out from you just just in conversation, but what went through my mind uh, was how every single person actually has the ability to minister life to another person. Whether or not they know a formal prayer model or they've gone through training or counseling, what have you. Um, And and I think it can be common that people feel like they don't have what they need or they're not equipped with what they need in any given scenario. But I believe that God's given everybody everything they need for life and godliness, Mm -hmm. which includes bringing life to another person. But Mike, what's something that, you know, in an emergency type of situation or something, you know, where things really hit the fan, what are some things that we can encourage people to do to help bring life to another person so as to get them from where they are in that state to a place of greater health? Is, is there any thoughts you would yeah, have for that? Yeah. Well, I, I think the first thing you, you want to do is you want to make sure that person feels cared about and loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the statistics say that if a person that is considering suicide has one person that they know cares about them and loves them, uh, they're less likely to follow through. And so you want to make sure uh, that they know this, first of all, how much you care about them, how much you love them. Uh, The other thing is you want to make sure they're safe. Mm -hmm. And so if a person is saying they're going to take their life um, and they have a plan, um, well, yes, we can pray for them and and walk them through some some steps, uh, such as the eight-step model from Mike Hutchinson. Uh, it's also, again, to make sure that they're safe to the point where it may mean going over to their house. It may mean calling the police. It may mean um, um, taking them to a behavioral health unit mm-hmm. because ultimately we, we want to make sure they're safe. While I truly believe that God can instantaneously heal somebody or to remove things, I think sometimes it can be a journey for somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may not be ready to surrender everything yet. Mm-hmm. And so, um, or they may not know Jesus. And so then we have to take steps into yeah, preserving sure. their life. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, so if you have not seen the message from this past weekend, Absolutely. go to the website, check it out. It was phenomenal. Obviously, the ministry response after the fact, people going up to receive ministry. It's I love the culture, the, the heartbeat of every weekend. It's like, man, God can meet you right where you are, mm-hmm. bring freedom, bring life, and, and, and set you on course to experience freedom and peace from these things that would otherwise be robbing you. This weekend was no exception. It was incredible. Um, Mike, thanks for your time yeah, here this you morning. Bet. You bet. Uh, a couple of things to look forward to this coming weekend. Uh, we're actually starting up what we're calling our first steps room, which is an opportunity for people who are visiting ECC for the first time or, you know, visit a couple of times but want to talk to or get to know more about ECC. Uh, following our services, we have a little room we're setting up here off to off to the side of the sanctuary uh, where people can go, you know, learn more about who we are at ECC, talk with the pastor, get to meet some of the people who um, who, who make things happen, who, who are serving here. Um, so that's really exciting. You can look forward to that. Pastor Kevin's going to bring the message this weekend, which we're really excited about. And also, Saturday Night Services has a snack coming their way. Uh, What we like to do after Saturday Night Services uh, sometimes is to provide just fellowship opportunities after the service. Food usually helps that, Mike. Do you agree? Saturday Night has some great food. and. You, you go Saturday night, you enjoy it, and then Sunday you wake up and you have the whole day to exactly just right. you know yeah. rest with your family and to and do CrossFit workouts. You could do that. 
<laughs> do, you, do you do Sunday morning? No as well? way, man. Okay. Saturday and Sunday, my body's broken. I need to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for being with us that, here today. Blessings. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com. Thank you.